I believe the old adage is, when it rains, it pours. Let's talk about the 6-2 loss to the New York Yankees all today on Locked On Tigers. You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, August 31st, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked on Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day, be sure to download the Bunches app today. When you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description slash show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. We'll talk about them a little bit more later as well. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a fantastic Wednesday. A little bit of fall weather in the Metro Detroit area for Wednesday. My favorite weather of the year. I'm pretty pumped about it. Unfortunately, it was followed up by how the Tigers usually play. I was going to say in cold weather, um, but that's really, I only say that because for like the last 237 years, they've gotten off to a really slow start in April. Actually, that's not true. They definitely didn't in 84, right? So like we can, at least the cutoff at worst is 84. I'm trying to remember the last time they had like a decent April. Legitimately, my entire life, this team has sucked in April. Um, and it certainly has been a thing in, uh, I mean, we've really been bad in pretty much every month, the last six or seven, eight years. <laughs> but um, certainly the last four or five, that, that has been highlighted as well. And I guess even more so the last three. Uh, but regardless, it's August, so I'm not sure why I'm talking about that. Six to two final at the hands of the New York Yankees. I just what <laughs> what are we gonna say? What are we talking about? You know, we got plenty to discuss. Still, obviously, we got plenty of individual performances we are looking at. We got some roster moves. I mean, not really, but like kinda to talk about at the end. But um, I mean, this is really this whole series. Every game has just been a carbon copy of the previous game. This team cannot hit, and the pitching has not been nearly good enough to overcome the completely inept offense. And, like, that's an unfair bar. The The, the 95 Braves would not make up for this inept offense. Like, that, that's just a ridiculous standard to set. Um, and the Yankees like don't have a good offense either. Like they are massively underperforming. Glaber Torres has been like one of the only somewhat decent hitters on this Yankees team all year. And he looks like, like Babe Ruth this series. He's been absolutely destroying the Tigers at home. Aaron judge has a lot of strikeouts, but homered in this series. Like it's just, Again, we've said it so often throughout this season, but like, why is every single team's get right series or get right game the Detroit Tigers? Every team and every pitcher, for real. Pitcher's been struggling. 
Let me pitch against the Tigers, coach. It'll all work itself out, and it always does. We're having a disappointing season. We're on a losing streak. We need to snap it. Just make sure we play Detroit, baby. In Detroit, preferably, because they can't win at home. I mean, this is unreal. We're on the verge of getting four games swept by the Yankees, who going into this series, we were within three games of in the standings. But we have played the AL East horrendously all season. We have played at home horrendously all season. And on this game, on Wednesday's game, they faced arguably the best pitcher in the entire game of baseball. And about it went about as well as you expected it to go. Goodness gravy. Let's talk about Joey Wentz. Uh, Joey Wentz, his final line in this one, he wasn't technically the starter, um, but he pitched the most innings. They used an opener in this game, and Wentz ended up going five innings, five hits, four earned runs, three walks, six strikeouts, and three home runs against. His ERA is now 6-6-5 on the season. Uh, you know, I, I don't have too terribly much like great to say about this outing, as you could imagine. Uh, a lot of home runs still given up. Really, it just it, it keeps coming back to, and we talked about this when he got optioned, whatever that was, a few weeks ago. Uh, his four-seam fastball is legitimately one of the worst fastballs in baseball. It has been getting absolutely annihilated all season by any metric. Batting average against, slug against, uh, Woba against just baseball savant run value. It doesn't matter. It, it, the Joey Wentz forcing fastball has objectively been one of the worst fastballs in the entire sport in 2023. So that is going to continue to hinder him. Like I, I can tell you about like I, the cutter in this game. I thought the cutter was the best it's looked all season. I was actually really impressed. He got a lot of swings and misses with it. He had a CSW called strikes plus whiffs percentage of over 40%. Over 40% of his cutters in this game. He threw 27 of them. Over 40% were uh, were either called strikes or swinging miss strikes. That's really good. That's a solid number. The change up. I didn't think it was terrible. It got absolutely destroyed twice. I can remember off the top of my head. But I didn't think it was abysmal. And then the thing that I thought was actually the best about Joey Wentz's outing was the curveball. He only threw it 10 times. It had five swinging misses. Five whiffs on 10 thrown pitches. Uh, I thought it was great. I want him to throw it like a billion times. The issue continues to be, and and until he fixes it, will always be. The secondary stuff isn't bad, but all your secondary stuff is completely nullified, and it does not matter if you can't set it up with your fastball. And if his cutter was 92 or 93 miles an hour, then we could have a conversation about like, you know what? Just don't throw a four-seam fastball anymore, big dog, right? But his cutter goes 86. You can't establish the strike zone in 2023, unfortunately, with your quote-unquote fastball being 86 miles an hour. So that it's not some big secret. 
Joey Wentz's struggles. The secondary stuff really isn't terrible. I'm not saying it's like massive plus plus stuff, but this is a dude who in a whole month and a month and a week, he was up for like five weeks last season, had really, really good numbers. But when you throw your fastball more than any other pitch, he threw his four seam fastball 41% of the time. And it was just wildly ineffective. It just got absolutely crushed all game. It doesn't matter how good your other stuff is. So I liked the curveball. I'd like him to throw it more. The cutter was good. Great. That pitch was really good for him in the minors. The changeup is whatever. It's going to be his third pitch. Fine. But until he gets a fastball, there's really, there's only so much analysis I have until that changes. That's always what it's going to come back to. Always, always, always. Okay. So that continues to be his biggest hurdle that he has to uh, jump over and, and the biggest part of his development that he has to figure out or else it's it's just not going to be uh, a long-term piece for the Detroit Tigers. Let's talk about the other pitchers in this game. We have Brennan White who started technically. And then we have the other relievers, Jose Cisnero, who was actively on waivers pitched in this game. That was kind of interesting. Um, let's do all of that. We'll get to the offense, obviously, as well. Right after I tell y'all about our friends over at Bunches. Locked on Tigers fans, I have to tell you about a new app called Bunches. Bunches is a new app built for for sports fans where you can chat about sports in real time. Click the link in the show notes or description of this episode to join the app or go to the Apple Store and download Bunches now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversations with other Locked On Sports fans. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, your friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in, again, the description or show notes of this episode and join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers who do tune in every day. We'll be back tomorrow recapping the series finale against the New York Yankees and previewing the weekend. We also got some September call-up conversation to have tomorrow. I know we've already kind of started that conversation this week, but tomorrow is the last day of August. Um, and, well, tomorrow for you is the first day of September, and so heading into the weekend uh, we have to uh, we have to discuss about you know what to expect with rosters expanding. Um, let's get back to this ball game though. Six to two, just great ball game, great game. Um, six to two final for the New York Yankees. They go up three zero in the series. Uh, Brennan White started. He struck out DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Judge, and then proceeded to not record a single out the rest of the outing. Two batters, two strikeouts, then a walk, single, hit by pitch, walk. Like, he just completely unraveled. And his pitch count got up to 30. Not something he's necessarily used to, although he has gone multiple innings a couple of times this year. Um, you know, I, I think the only one that really, like, if the command goes, the command goes, right? There's not too much you can do there, um, I, at least 
from like a breaking down standpoint. Like at, at some point, every pitcher, no matter who they are, if they throw enough pitches, uh, they're, they're gonna, the command's going to waver. And sometimes it's just, even if it's not a pitch count thing, sometimes your command just goes and there's not much you can do about it. Um, so that obviously happened. And, you know, the good ones limit that. The great ones don't really have a too terribly much of those, or it takes a long time until it does. So young pitcher, it's going to happen. The only one that really bothered me was the Giancarlo Stanton at bat. Uh, I I was like physically upset about the pitch sequencing in that at bat. So Giancarlo Stanton, his bat speed is completely cooked. And I know he, he had a home run in this game. Uh, Go look at where that ball, like on the game day, like thing where you can see where the ball is in the strike zone. That might have been legitimately the most middle, middle pitch I've ever seen in my entire life. That was a 93 mile an hour fastball. I think if you measured it from every distance away from like the edge of the strike zone, it would have literally been a perfectly centered placement. It was remarkable. I was genuinely impressed by how centered it was. Um, But anyway, back to this at bat, Um, his bat speed is gone. And that's why his numbers have completely fallen off. He's barely batting 200. He, he's, you know, he's going to, I think, hit 20 homers. But the days of, you know, Giancarlo Stan hitting 30-plus homers are behind us. Um, he'll just run into, you know, 20, 22 a year and, and call it a day. So, for most of the at-bat, Brennan White was challenging him with fastballs inside. And I loved it. And he was following them off. Barely following them off. Keep doing that. Beautiful. Then... Once it got to, it was either a 2-2 or even a full count, he decided to throw a slider low and away. Now, Giancarlo Stanton, the bat speed is gone. This is still a dude who was one of the most feared hitters ever at his peak. Is still a, like, has been playing Major League Baseball for a long time. Is an MVP at his peak, right? This guy did not just, like, forget pitch sequencing. So, my thing was... I would have just continued challenging him inside with heat. And if he sits on it, because that's the only way he's catching up to it, is if he just completely sells out on it. And if he does, and he hits a ball really hard, tip of the cap, you know what? You you challenged him. It's a weakness in his game now, whatever. Going to the slider low and away, that thing had to have been a foot out of the strike zone, or else he was 100% going to make contact with that all day long. Um, that was the only, and I know that's like super nitpicky. Like I, I, we're trying to talk in like general and, and talk about these guys as future pieces of the team and whatnot. And we're, we're almost in September of a season where we're 14 games under 500, but I, I, I pay attention and like that, that at bat just drove me absolutely up a wall. So I know it's a really, it was one pitch in an outing that had, you know, like four or five bad ABs, but that was the one that really drove me, uh, drove me up a wall the most. So uh, just again, one pitch, one bad pitch, but uh, certainly not a great outing either. So he just needs to work on command. That that has always been Brennan White's thing, slider command specifically. We spent way too much time on Brennan White. Jose Cisnero, one and a third of perfect ball with three strikeouts. Uh, he gets put on waivers and then all of a sudden turns into like prime 2021 July Jose Cisnero, who was like one of the most underrated relievers in baseball. 
good for him. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I There were some whispers out there that even when he passes waivers, the Tigers aren't going to like look to get rid of him. I, I just, I don't understand. I, I, he, he was great today. And, and I say it a million times. I love Jose Cisnero. I, I, I appreciate what he's done for this organization over the last three years. I, I just, I, I don't know why we're dragging this out. I, I really don't. I, I see no value long-term to keeping Jose Cisnero on this roster. Um, but we don't need to go down that again. Tyler Holton, Nice bounce back performance. It just goes to show you like how insane it is to have a sub two ERA, like at, at any pitcher at the major league level. Like those guys, you know, like Mar- that really goes like Mariano Rivera had a sub two ERA like half his career, right? Like it's just it's so wild. Like Tyler Holton has a two point oh eight ERA now. In his last outing, he got rocked. Do you even remember the last time he gave up a run before his last outing? I don't off the top of my head. Like that's again, and I know it was a few runs. It wasn't just like one, but like that's man. It's just, it's so he's had such a great year. is really what I'm trying to say. Just the array of a hair over two after this one. And then Jason Foley, one inning, the one hit that was uh Glaber Torres again. Uh, but besides that, a clean inning with a strikeout of Aaron judge. His ERA is down to two, five, four. Now again, uh, he's had a great year as well. I, I was, kind of he hasn't pitched much lately which i actually like a they've just been getting shelled so like you're not going to use your high leverage relievers every night when you're getting crushed all the time uh, but b uh, i think he really was dealing with some arm fatigue and whether he was reporting it or not like his sinkers just got a little bit higher not not crazy he's not hitting you know the letters but like First half of the season, it was all just knee-high, thigh-high at most sinkers. And now they're just like a few inches higher, just to the point where like you can get the barrel of the bat underneath them and kind of lift them. Uh, even Glaber in this one still kind of kind of did that into the the gap there for a double. But um, I, I, I thought his stuff was good. The slider was the best it's looked in a while, so good for him. Okay, let's get to the offense. Woohoo, super fun. Uh, the offense... You know, it's actually, it's wild. The Tigers did this really crazy thing where they realized that they couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. So they, and this is a, I think I called it chess on Twitter. Like this is a big brain move. They decided, why don't we just not put anyone in scoring position for an entire game then and see if we can win. And, you know, believe it, they didn't win obviously, but... Two runs is tied for the most they've scored all series. So (laughs) genius move, really. Um, They did not have a single runner in scoring position this entire game. I want you to really walk over to the door, turn the doorknob, open it up, and let that porcelain sink in. That is crazy. They did not have a – they went zero for zero. With runners in scoring position, the only two runs were uh, were solo home runs by Jake Rogers and Spencer Torkelson. They had a couple of walks, Riley Green and Andy Abanez, and then they had two singles. That's it. And those guys that got singles and walks didn't reach second base at any point. A Detroit Tiger did not stand on second or third base this entire baseball game. Just two trotted around for solo shots. 
Let's keep talking about this awesomely fun offense that we love talking about. We'll do that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and can be everything from spreads, player props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. Again, it's $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube TV. Visit today, FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate you all for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check out the Tigers home radio broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just search Detroit Tigers. The next thing you know, you'll be listening to the Tigers home radio broadcast anytime, anywhere, as long as the Tigers are playing. Um, so uh, back to this great offense that we love talking about and gives me so much content. Uh, Spencer Zorgelson with the home run uh, was clearly just sitting fastball. Good for him. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate that the other three at-bats in this game were honestly pretty dreadful. The first at-bat was really the one that it was like, oh my goodness, it just looked like he was completely guessing. And like, that's Garrett Cole. I'm not saying that, you know, that's like the, the most shocking thing ever, I guess, given like where this lineup is at, given where he is at, and given the fact that Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. Um, but I, I mean, j- go watch the first at bat. I, I, he had just absolutely no idea what was coming out of the hand uh, every single time. Just mine made up beforehand. Uh, but again, was sitting heater. It, it took one. I mean, crushed the baseball. Took one yard. Uh, that is his 24th home run of the season. That is the most by a Detroit Tigers player since 2017 uh, when Nick Castellanos and Justin Upton I believe hit 28 and 26 in 2017. So um, that's probably more of a testament to just the lack of Tigers power than anything else. But um, for his second season in the major leagues, uh, you know, he's on pace. uh, I think 30 is probably a little bit of a stretch at this point that he'd have to go on another heater here in the last five, four or five weeks of the season. Um, but if he ends with, you know, 27, 28 homers and an OPS around 750, right now it's at 749. Uh, I, I think that that would at least give you something to build off heading into next year. Uh, the biggest thing we continue to talk about it is he was like one for 25 before hitting his home run. It, it's just, it's remarkable. He, he will go on absolute fire and then he will skid harder than than anyone you've seen before <laughs> uh just a lot of a lot of peaks and valleys and we've talked about that all season so something he's still got to work on riley green i think only grounded out to second once in this game he grounded out up the middle as well so i guess maybe that kind of counts but uh oh for three with a walk uh i thought his at bats against cole were honestly the best on the team i know that uh, again like torque and and Rogers hit homers off of Cole, but as far as like the full at bat, I I did think that the first and second AB for Green against Cole were probably the two best on the team. One of them was a walk. 
uh, OPS down to 792. Again, we said it yesterday. We're just right back to April with him, where it's just everything is a ground ball. He needs to lift the ball more. Kerry Carpenter, I just want to say I appreciate it. He didn't have a crazy game, one for four with two Ks. But, you know, Kerry Carpenter's, like, cold spells are, like, four or five days of him going one for four. <laughs> like, he's still getting on base every game. He's gotten on base in, like, what is it, like, 29 of his last 30 games or something crazy like that? It's around that. So, like, it's just when when you have so many players on this team that just, like, have – the ability to go over at any point having Kerry Carpenter, who it's like, all right, well, you know, worst case is this dude gets on base once tonight. Like that's just, that's such a, a, a breath of fresh air in this lineup. I'll put it that way. What else do you want to talk about on offense, man? Jake Rogers, OPS back over 700. Good for him. Yeah. I've said it a lot lately because the team's been losing lately, um, but it's worth reiterating. There are so many players on this major league roster that are not a part of the long-term plan and not even a part of the 2024 plan. So many. And this stretch is like the prime example as to why. You want to talk about the defense for a little bit? Just big picture. We have so many questions about this defense long-term. Obviously, there's a ton of questions about third base. Uh, there's a ton of questions about, you know, like Riley Green, corner outfield, which one he sticks at long-term. Kerry Carpenter, DH or corner outfield. Spencer Torkelson, like, you know, is he going to be good enough at first base to, you know, keep rolling out there? Um, I mean, second base, we have like a million second basemen in our farm system. Like th there's a lot of discussion still about the defense, but it's so nice to just have Parker Meadows up here. He's unbelievable. He reached 30 feet per second, which is one of the fastest sprint speeds clocked all season uh, by anybody in the majors, not just the Tigers. It's comfortably the fastest on the Tigers. So he's, uh, they keep calling him like a gazelle. That's what he looks like. He's 6'4 and just flies. Uh, but he covers so much ground. He takes great routes. And like, that's something that this outfield, I I've had an issue with this outfield for years now about how poor of routes they take. And Riley Green took good routes. And that's why he was able to make up for the fact that he wasn't the fastest center fielder ever. Um, but now... This outfield defense long-term becomes so much more uh, – really just like there's so much more optimism around it. Like if, if you can have – you know, he, Parker's going to have to hit if he wants to like be the everyday center fielder or whatnot, but he can be a piece to this team just by how incredible he is already in center field. I mean, if he's even a league average hitter, this guy can can get you a few, a few wins uh, on war – every single season. And that's, that's a great weapon to have. So I just, I, I, I know that we're all like down and the Tigers keep losing and that's sad, but like uh, seeing Parker Meadows, I mean, he went over three tonight, but like seeing him patrol the outfield is, is, is awesome. We haven't had this good of a defensive center fielder. I don't think since Austin Jackson. Um, and, and I don't think that that's wild to say at all. So good on him. Um, what else? Roster moves. What was the roster? Oh, well, Jose Cisneros on waivers. He's still on the team, though. Teams have until Thursday, today that you're listening to this, uh, to claim him. So we'll have that answer 
for tomorrow's episode. Uh, and then Garrett Hill was optioned to AAA uh, so that Joey Wentz could take his spot. So Car- Garrett Hill just there for um, for for one day and then back to Toledo. We'll see what happens in September. There's going to be some more roster moves. Who knows what it's going to be? What else? That's it for the game. I, like what else? Seriously, what else do we talk about? Six to two. What are the three final scores? Four to one, four to two, six to two. The Tigers have scored five runs this entire series. The Yankees scored six runs on Wednesday. And this is like considered to be one of the most disappointing Yankees teams like ever. So that's fun. What else? Um, Jace Young had a good game down in Erie, hit a home run, had a three hit night, I believe. Good on him. We'll be in Toledo next year. And then, you know, I think end of the season next year is when we start having the conversation about, you know, kind of in the same boat as like Malloy and Meadows and stuff this year. Um, oh, Jackson Joe. Phenomenal. Cool. He's been crushing the ball too, but that's nothing new. Uh, he's the man. Jackson Job uh, was disgusting on Wednesday. Go look. Uh, maybe maybe I'll retweet it actually, just so that it's easy to find for everybody. You can just go to my uh, Twitter X, whatever it's called, and, and it'll be one of my retweets. Um, but MLB Pipeline tweeted like the final strike from every strikeout he had on Wednesday night. He went six innings of one run ball and had nine strikeouts with no walks. Uh, he has only walked three batters in West Michigan all year. Now, like he missed the first half of the season with an injury. That's not like a full sample size, but um, it's like over 30 innings now. He has three walks and over 40 strikeouts to be paired with that. Uh, He's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, So, and the stuff is so disgusting. I I urge you again, I'm going to retweet the video. I urge you to go watch that. If if you, you know, people are going to compare him and Meyer forever. Some people are just always going to hate this kid, which I think is ridiculous and totally unfair. But uh, they, you know, it wasn't like we took some guy who, if we didn't take him, was going to be drafted in like the 10th. Like he had talent. He was, he was still a, a premier talent in the draft. And when you look at the stuff, it's absolutely disgusting. His changeup moves so much that was the biggest thing i took out of the video the fastball has crazy spin and crazy late life and even some like tailing it almost looks like it goes up it obviously doesn't but like a you know just the spin on it and then the slider is is at is as advertised just filthy man got a little bit of a cut action now as well in there his repertoire is really good i think he's taken huge steps forwards this year um, and I expect him to be in double A next season, which I think is fantastic for like where he should be at in his development. So if there's anything, you know, off off the off of Comerica Park's field that you want to talk about. We'll end on a positive note here. We'll send you on your way if you're, if you're a morning listener uh, or if you're on your way home from work, you know, on your, on your way home from dinner or to dinner or whatever. Um, we'll end on a positive note here. Jackson Job looked absolutely fantastic. There you go. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Appreciate you all for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow recapping the series finale against the New York Yankees. This will be Matt Manning against Clark Schmidt. Uh, Matt Manning with a 3.93 ERA. His last two outings have been really solid. He's still not getting swings and misses, not getting strikeouts, 
but they've been solid outings and he hasn't given up very many runs because he's throwing his fastball a lot more and major league hitters have a hard time hitting his fastball when it's located well. So we'll see if that translates to this outing. Uh, Schmidt has a 4-5-1 ERA on the year for the New York Yankees. Uh, one of the players that I think everyone expected to be a little bit better this year, but still has some pretty decent stuff. Eight and eight record on the year, despite the ERA. All right. Let's not get four games swept at home to a team that's under 500. That would be super cool. That's my, that's what I'm hoping for. We'll talk about it tomorrow. All right. Peace and love going to therapy is dope. I'll catch you all then baby. Go Tigers.